Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We're so happy that you're joining us today. We're going to be addressing some very important topics that are affecting so many people in the world, depression, anxiety, and grief, and and really how to heal from all of these emotional issues that people are experiencing. It's It's been said that over 40 million people in the United States suffers from anxiety alone. And then there are many more who are experiencing depression and grief. So our guest today, his topic is the Arcturian Mental Health Toolkit. What does energy have to do with it? So it's right on target for what so many people are needing at the moment. And I'm always so very excited to have our special guest with us. I have such a great respect for him and his work. He's an authentic, heart-based individual, and what he shares with others works. Dr. Jean Ang was formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale University, where he earned his doctorate in basic mechanisms of how the brain develops, followed by a postdoctoral fellowship on how ultrasound can affect the developing cerebral cortex. After his postdoctoral fellowship, Jean decided to step into the role of a facilitator of healing in order to directly interact with helping people. Out of all of this came his Arcturian healing method. He's been trained in a number of healing modalities, including chronic healing, reconnected healing, the reconnection, shamanic healing, and vortex healing. And in addition, he teaches a number of seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. Most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align the subtle energy body and its channels, meridians, and energy centers to help restore balance and harmony so that healing can occur, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, and or spiritual. And Gene doesn't see himself as the healer, but simply as part of the interconnectedness that occurs when facilitator, client, and source, love, God, interact to bring healing forth. And as I said, his topic today is Arcturian Mental Health Toolkit. What does energy have to do with it? So everyone send a lot of love to our wonderful guest today, Dr. Jean Eng. Welcome, Jean. Hi, Judy. Uh, Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. I know we've been uh, working together for a number of years, and so it's always a wonderful time to talk with your community and and the people out there. Yes, we have. You you're one of my favorites, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really love having you with us. Now, Jean, is there anything you would like to uh, share with others that would support them on their journey? Anything about your journey that that you would like to share right now? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I was just, uh, you know, contemplating as your um uh, repeating or uh, sharing the topic and what I try to do for uh, the different interviews is to kind of tune in uh, to kind of the greater uh, energy and uh, right. people who might be listening also kind of the um, connections that I have or make or that might be brought in through the call like the Arcturians and uh, I think uh, you know this idea of uh, mental health uh, what I would say from a multi-dimensional model sort of reflects, like you said, my own journey 
maybe where I've come from and uh, where society is sort of uh, evolving through and uh, to. And, of course, you were mentioning that I had a science background, and I think, you know, that's sort of maybe what I wanted to share with the group is that um, sort of this uh, model of us being uh, solely physical beings uh, is kind of where we are now with our science predominantly, I think, on the more uh, evolved or cutting-edge areas of health uh, and maybe even technology. Uh, we're starting to incorporate a more multidimensional model that includes, you know, the energy body, other bodies such as the emotional, mental, and even more subtle bodies such as causal, spiritual, and even what people might call the divine or non-dual levels. And when we start to see ourselves, you know, in that way, I think we can really address some of the very practical and pressing issues such as uh, mental health, like I was talking about, that's not only seeing us as a brain or a physical body, but that we're also influenced or and are influencing other more subtle dimensions that actually may be the cause either of um, supreme happiness or deep happiness, but also uh, feelings of uh, unwanted uh, emotional states or mental states. And a lot of the people on this call, I'm sure, are empaths. So uh, we mm. pick up a lot of a lot of emotions that really aren't ours, organically aren't ours, but they're part of the, the collective, correct? Yeah, I think that's why um, that's really such an important aspect of maybe our discussion is uh, I also felt that maybe, uh, you know, through the teen years or as a child also, uh, but didn't have the language or the framework maybe because of the environment I grew up in to kind of state like there was always this sense that there was another dimension, maybe even a more profound dimension, you know, that was affecting uh, myself and others. And I do think we do influence each other's uh, mentally, emotionally, without necessarily having to come into contact with each other. So maybe later on we can talk about the aspect of mental health, particularly with relationships uh, that doesn't necessarily come across in our physical interaction, but more in our energetic interaction, our emotional, mental, and even higher interaction. And so a lot of this, I think, is important because uh, even though we're not physically in contact with people, we're still uh, influencing and affecting them. Right. Now, how can the uh, Arcturian energies help with this, with mental health and emotional health? How have you found in working with your people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, using the multidimensional model, like you said, most people on the call would probably be using that in a very um, profound and deep and practical way. Uh, we can also call upon help from uh, non-physical beings, whether that's our higher self, our guardian angel, angelic beings. And now many people are starting in the collective consciousness, particularly around spirituality and healing, to acknowledge uh, you might call it cosmic beings or intergalactic or star-type consciousness. And uh, these beings are very evolved, maybe even thousands, millions of years, you know, a little bit ahead of us. Maybe you can see them as older brothers or sisters, very much like us, probably have gone through similar challenges, uh, maybe not in this uh, dimension or this cycle. 
And so they're here to assist us and they can directly influence or affect through frequency or vibration or energy like prana uh, or just use our system kind of in a resonance approach to balance these areas that I feel are really uh, important for our mental health uh, when you take it out of just a physical model where we might just be looking at neurotransmitters or drugs to you know, help heal these kind of probably more causative factors that are not occurring at the physical, even though they have a physical effect. So I think they're big uh, helpers in changing the vibration. And our spiritual growth, too, is really hindered, isn't it, when we have these feelings of uh, depression, anxiety, and grief. And I, when we're in those states, our frequency is very low. So, so that really is affecting our spiritual growth, isn't it? Yes, yes. I think, uh, like you said, when we're uh, very sensitive um, or aware of these other vibrations, uh, looking at our kind of current state uh, in the world, uh, we're also affected by the collective consciousness of events that are going on. Uh, some people, like who are intuitive, may feel like a physical disaster even 24 hours before it manifests. Maybe it was like the Twin Towers or even certain mm-hmm. wars that are, um, affect a, a large part of the world. They may already feel kind of that um, influence that's already manifesting in the inner world, the astral world. And so um, they also may be helping to balance or uh, somewhat consume or digest that collective energy in whatever way they can. So that's all a, a fairly large toll, I think, on people, particularly you know in the state of the world right now. Yes, really, really. So here is a question that uh, I think you were posing to me. How can how can we use an energy and a multidimensional model to work with these emotional and mental conditions? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we can break it down a little bit just as a summary. I think a lot of people have uh, thought of these, are utilizing these, are, uh, you know, if they're working with others, even their family members or close friends, or some are in a professional role as um, energy healers with their clients. But uh, so we have the physical dimension, of course. And I think there's some important uh, techniques maybe we can talk about at the back end since we're kind of uh, focused here on maybe a more multidimensional, non-physical uh, aspects of mental health. But uh, the next kind of dimension is the etheric. And I'll just suggest one or two things and maybe we can unpack them at each of the dimensions. But etherically, for example, this might be just a very straightforward um, technique, is that uh, when we're coming back from a crowd, you know, we pick up a lot of etheric energies and Mm -hmm. simply a shower or using water or um, if you can use water and salt, like a salt bath or swimming in the ocean, uh, you know, this really helps because it's actually clearing the etheric. Uh, one exposure to a very sensitive person can actually be sometimes very overwhelming, meaning one exposure like to a, a crowd uh, or, you know, walking through the subway, for example. Maybe for some that's fine and, you know, wouldn't need anything really done. But it's more the accumulation. And when people aren't aware of the energy body, uh, accumulations, like let's say if you worked in a hospital for three or four years, uh, a lot of that energy can start to accumulate in the etheric. 
So this is kind of daily practice of um, acknowledging that we're picking up etheric energies can really help our mental health. Uh, and then I'll just say one or two more and we'll kind of see, you know, where it goes from there. But uh, on the emotional, like the emotional mental level, uh, we realize that we're really uh, influencing each other even w- without physical contact. I think that's a, a big step, maybe not for this um, uh, audience, uh, but for uh, like a mental health from a strictly allopathic point of view, they wouldn't necessarily say that you, you know, your your thoughts about someone would affect someone unless you're physically, you know, interacting with them. And one of the things I think that's really affecting us that may not be acknowledged so much as, uh, you know, how interconnected we are technologically through social media, mm-hmm. uh, emails, chats, and so forth. And so when you send out a newsletter or post something and you may have like a thousand or a million followers um, or more, you know, that interaction, uh, you know, people are tuning into you. And we see this with movie stars and um, sports people. And we wonder why kind of they're so influenced or even are led to kind of uh, depression. And uh, if you have a multidimensional model, you realize as soon as you think of someone, you're uh, exchanging energy and information with them. You don't have to be in physical contact. So before we may have only been, you know, having that interaction with a small group of people. Um, but now with social media, it could be thousands of people. And particularly there's a vulnerable period, I think, where people's energy bodies and self-esteem may not be so strong, which is like these teenage years. And, and they're the exactly the people who work the most in this new era. They're probably creating their own uh, astral immune system because they're kind of growing up in that, uh, you know, energy exchange. But uh, you do see the vulnerability occur uh, in that age group. And I think by taking into account and maybe em- employing some uh, energy boundary techniques, because uh, so, we're not really going to get rid of uh, technology or social media, and there's great ways to use that to kind of reach more people, but just to acknowledge that we are uh, exchanging energy and information uh, with each person whenever we think about them. Yes, <laughs> it's interesting. It's like be careful of the, the the company you keep, right? You know, when you <laughs> you, <laughs> you know you mentioned being in a hospital. If a person was out in a hospital for about six months, does that would that really affect a person? Well, think? it's interesting, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. For people who are clairvoyant or sensitive, or we could even do that now, and, uh, you know, the, the people who are there really working hard at the front lines, you know, uh, nurses, uh, EMT, uh, physicians, uh, healthcare workers, um, if you kind of tune in to them, they uh, sometimes they, they, I think there's a natural way that even if one didn't acknowledge these um, dimensions, uh, they create a kind of a, their own immune system, let's say, on the etheric or on the astral mm-hmm. so that they can work, uh, you know, in those um, areas mm-hmm. uh, because they really are exposed, you know, to very um, difficult energies because, you know, people are sick and on very multi uh, levels, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, and that's in the environment. I think now and now more uh, people are acknowledging, you know, people who take care of hospitals. Uh, the energetic and environmental effects. So they're kind of cleaning 
at that level, but still, you know, the day-to-day. So if you tune in, maybe sometimes you'll notice they have a kind of a strong, I don't know, I'm just kind of using words that come to me, almost like a crust uh, of that energy. And uh, Mm -hmm. you could get rid of that. You know, it would maybe be either daily or they were able to meet an energy healer who could just work with them kind of to clear that and then maybe teach some energy boundary techniques uh, I think, uh, you know, that's happening in the, even in the allopathic, uh, healthcare system yeah. now that they're more acknowledging energy work. And so something like that, or people who might be in the military or, um, the police force, uh, that would really be helpful, uh, once that kind of model, um, of a multidimensional aspect sort of gets more into the, uh, normal consciousness. Yeah, I brought that up because as you, I think you know, Jean, my, um, my sister was in the hospital for, for over two years. And the first six mm-hmm. months, I spent a lot of time there. And, and I've never been around the medical community. And I was really shocked to hear what you're saying that so many of the nurses, respiratory people were into energy healing and really were aware of it and in fact one nurse told me you shouldn't be here so much because when I first started she said I developed upper respiratory issues and uh, mm-hmm. she had overcome them you know but she that that she had developed those and guess who else developed them <laughs> because yeah. my lungs I've never felt my lungs before but I I couldn't walk except seven minutes, and my lungs, I actually felt them, and I've never mm-hmm. felt my lungs previously. You know, it was really very, very strange experience. Uh, it served its purpose, but, you know, it's um, – so now I'm really aware of all of that. So, yeah, so it was interesting, and it's very encouraging because uh, – a lot of people are now open to healing and everything. So that's um, energy healing and really open to it, which I was really impressed with the medical community being that way. I was surprised. I didn't know. I had never been around a hospital before. So um, interesting. So so what else would you like to say in regard to that <clears throat> for the boundaries yeah. you think, Jean? Yeah, you know, just to kind of share some uh, techniques that people might know, but just to, uh, some people might not. You know, like uh, just to, as an example, maybe in the 1300s or, you know, uh, I'm not sure exactly when, but surgeons, you know, would, wouldn't wash their hands. And then, you know, they realized that this was, uh, you know, discovered that that was transferring a lot of physical illness onto the next person. And now we're kind of in the same state, if you can think about it, with, the energy uh, world, you know, we might not recognize, we're keeping everything sterilized physically, but uh, uh, for the most part, uh, it wasn't necessarily acknowledged that there wasn't a real energy world. And like you said, now it's kind of coming into consciousness. So you have to think, you know, what was the equivalent of not washing your hands energe- uh, physically, but now mm-hmm. energetically and now kind of taking care of that and you can realize that, you know, for people clairvoyant, they're probably seeing this transfer of, you know, non-washed energetic hands in the hospital, so to speak. And simple things like even, you know, washing your hands but adding salt 
would uh, clear that, and particularly with your body, like for people that are in the hospital setting, maybe they're an energy healer, maybe they're visiting a loved one, maybe they're there, you know, for themselves. Um, but if you have the ability to, you know, do that slight step of uh, using water, whether it be a shower or a bath, with salt. Salt is the one that neutralizes, you know, the etheric, and maybe even adding 10 or 20 drops of lavender oil or tea tree oil kind of to add a color prana that will really clear the energy field. And, uh, you know, these are things I learned in pranic healing, which is a, a modality started by Mastrokok Sui, which is really all about the etheric or pranic body. Uh, but they did some scientific experiments, actually, with a researcher here in the cell biology department at UCLA, Joey Jones, and uh, what they found, they were working with cancer cell lines, is that, uh, and they used pranic healing techniques, they they found that it wasn't uh, the most effective uh, healing effect on these cells was not really the direct application of prana to the cells, like as if they were healing the cell, but was actually, they also had a condition where they energetically cleaned the laboratory, and that actually mm. had the best effect on the oh. healing of the cells. Yeah. So Interesting. it really comes, yeah, how important our energetic environment is, um, which makes sense. It's sort of like we're swimming in this etheric uh, soup or water, and so that would make sense. Right. You know, it was interesting because one of the nurses there told me that, she said, you got to meet this woman. There is this one nurse that would come in into the hospital to work, but before she came in, she cleared out, she put, you know, she cleared out the whole hospital, and this nurse was telling me, and when she's in here, it's totally different, and I never did get to meet her, we are, you know, that their uh, schedules are so, so off and weird and everything, and, uh, but yeah, this woman was amazed, she said, that, yeah, when she comes in, she's done this you know, treatment to the whole hospital, and it really changes everything in the hospital. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Yes, yes, that's uh-huh. great. Yeah. So um, we should just clear out all of the hospitals and I guess the whole world, Gene. <laughs> Energetically clean the world. <laughs> yeah, that might, be, uh, that, that might be a good goal, yeah. Yes, right, <laughs> right. So, um, so what else can we cover here? Because it's um, we got practical energy techniques. So the salt is really important. Uh, is there anything a person can do? Do you do you do the white light around yourself when you go into a group of people, or what? In that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when you want to start reaching like uh, more subtle dimensions, like the emotional, mental, uh, I mentioned also causal, which is a karmic dimension, a spiritual, like a soul or Akashic record level dimension, and even the non-dual divine dimension, uh, you know, using an invocation, like you said, you, you may not have got the chance to meet uh, the woman who is clearing that large space. Uh, but usually when you're going to a higher dimensional space and, and doing a bigger uh, area, you probably aren't doing it by yourself. Uh, you could be, 
um, you know, it's very difficult to do that, um, like, because our energy field, if you think of it as a person, compared to even just a hospital's energy body, if you tried to just use your body, it would be similar to, like, um, maybe someone on the physical level trying to clean the entire physical hospital. It, it can be done, but usually there's a team, you know, of physical people who will take care of the entire hospital and uh, using, you know, technology and machines. So also on the spiritual world, you know, that that's where, you know, working with Arcturians or working with angelic beings so is very um, crucial because they're also experts at those levels if we were to think of it metaphorically. And usually that's done, you know, everyone has their maybe own technique, but it, essentially it's done through an invocation in the beginning. So let's say I'm just um, thinking of a person listening who may be completely new to what this aspect uh, so, you know, the invocation is simply intending or calling in those spiritual beings who you've been working with, who you've made a connection, maybe you've had an attunement, or maybe you've just been working with them in your meditation or prayer. So like Archangel Mikael, or it might be like White Tara, uh, or it may be a, a certain angelic being. And when you invoke them and you ask them to come help you and bring energy and frequency, you know, to clear a certain space, then at that point, after that, if you've learned a certain technique, you know, they're kind of backing you. And that's how you start working, you know, to clear larger things and also uh, larger spaces and also more subtle aspects of those spaces. So what do the Arturians say about the situation in the world with all of the, you know, the health, mental health type issues like depression and anxiety? What do they, you know, they convey to you about this situation and what we can do about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with all the changes, maybe, you know, the wars, um, the kind of political polarity, um, also just, uh, you know, coming out of uh, COVID and, you know, people being affected or at least uh, whether you're directly affected or you're one or two degrees, we're all sort of almost one degree affected just by all the policies, and then you could have been directly affected or, uh, you know, secondarily affected, meaning someone in your family or someone you knew, uh, and not probably tertiary unless you really were isolated on the planet. The the issue is the resonance. So all of that, um, when you have a thought, feeling, emotion, uh, if you have the multidimensional model, then you know that it's almost like a substance uh, that equivalently in the physical world that, but you're creating it in the emotional mental world. So if you kind of have all of that happening, you know, on, in, on, in humanity, in the uh, astral world, you know, because of the maybe anxiety or even the slight anxiety or even intense anxiety and loss and so forth, it kind of accumulates in the astral world around the earth. And uh, you could see it like a, as a, you know, heavier substance or a darker substance. And so even if you yourself were usually very, uh, let's say, pre-COVID or pre these, uh, you know, three years ago, a very balanced, happy person, even energetically aware or even energetically kind of expert, uh, you're, gonna, you're having now to deal with like a heavier, like the talking about that kind of soup that we're swimming in. Uh, or the environment around the planet that we're swimming in astrally, it's going to be a more um, challenging environment. So we can all become stronger swimmers, which is probably what we all did. But some of us were also affected, you know, just or recognized that, hey, this is a, 
like a heavier environment. And sometimes uh, the thing is that uh, if you, one didn't have an energy model or was, wasn't even sure that, okay, like actually the environment's being changed uh, globally, uh, then you don't know exactly why when you wake up you're not feeling as good. And that's actually what is a big cause of anxiety. Like if we look it up, it's actually kind of this um, uneasy feeling without identifying the cause mm-hmm. is one mm-hmm. definition. So um, so just by knowing that, hey, like you said, like this isn't mine exactly. I'm in resonance for some reason, but it's mostly because I'm part of humanity. And because of these challenges we've been going through, you know, there's a lot more astral uh, gunk, if you want to say it, or, or kind of heaviness. That can lead like to these anxious feelings without identifying the cause because it's not really directly uh, coming from something we've done like linearly, like like I did A and this is leading to B. Uh, so I think that's that's an important step kind of in what's going on now. Yeah, interesting. Yes, it, it's quite an interesting time. You know, you're talking about this almost like a dark cloud that we now have to to deal with and uh, does it from your experience Jean uh, from four or five years ago it does it seem heavier I guess that's just what you said but it's it it, has it changed do you think the mental health of people I think I think there's vulnerable populations you know I've talked with some uh, light workers or energy workers and you know they felt they actually you know did felt fine uh, during the last couple of years or even uh, prospered and, and grew and, and that might have been you know because of all the practices that they had been doing you know with a mm-hmm. pre that time uh, but I think there are vulnerable populations like I said um, uh, children who then became teenagers and teenagers who became young adults uh, who didn't necessarily have an energy model you know, they were just kind of growing up normally and maybe didn't have that from their parents or their environment. You know, they they could have been really affected. And we saw uh, a rise um, during the COVID period of uh, teenage mental health uh, problems uh, and children's mental health uh, problems going up. And maybe even, the, I didn't check this, but maybe in the suicide rate even increasing. And uh, so there, I think there are vulnerable populations that kind of could, could benefit um, from these kind of really simple energy techniques because it's really the model that really helps 50%. It's like, okay, things can affect me energetically. That's why, you know, when I, you know, went into high school this morning, not knowing, like I felt there wasn't any problem, but, you know, all of a sudden just felt, you know, not so great that it could have just been, you know, a lot of things going on with people in the school that created sort of heavy environment maybe for the last week and no one really cleared the school because they didn't know how and so like a janitor would have or someone who is cleaning the school would have cleaned it physically um Mm -hmm. you could see how that an accumulation would occur energetically just in a high school and uh so you know that could have led to uh, um, a large part of their anxiety well yeah it seems like with suicide that i i from what I've heard, I don't, you know, I haven't studied it or anything, but there seems to be a lot of um, suicide within the youth mm-hmm. population, the young, more vulnerable types of people. So, which yes, is really yes, exactly. Sad. So, how can we reach those people, Jean? 
Yeah, I think it, well, you know, it starts here, um, you know, with the people who are listening. Uh, probably a number of them have children, maybe at some age, maybe they're already grown up, uh, maybe they're going to be having children. And just being open, you know, it's, um, you, uh, people probably went through this phase uh, when they were really excited and getting into energy work, you wanted to share mm-hmm. it with everyone. Uh, then you realize that not everyone's quite <laughs> ready to um, make that step. And so, yeah, so you kind of just uh, need to just uh, let that come to you. But I think more and more people, because of the challenges, may be coming. And, you know, to write, really start small, like, you know, some people might have thought, oh, yeah, salt. You know, that's kind of maybe the first thing you learned in, uh, your, you know, your energy uh-huh. healing 101. You know, we thought we are going to talk about, like, cosmic Arcturian, you know, Melchizedek downloads today. But um, but uh, when it comes to brass tacks, you know, I'm, I'm just playing around. But uh, we, we can talk, we can download some of those later. But, uh, you know, like when it comes to, like, very practical things, it, it really is just, like, super simple energy techniques uh, but particularly when we're helping, like you said, these vulnerable populations and so, someone new, you know, they, they can't take too many extravagant things uh, that kind of, that you, you see them kind of glaze over. Um, so, so just acknowledging where they are. Sometimes just, they, they just need someone to, to hear them out. Maybe you won't even have to share the technique because your vibration uh, immediately changes their vibration. So if you're coming from mm-hmm. a kind of relaxed, balanced place, uh, you don't necessarily need to share anything, but if they're open, you'll know exactly what to say. Uh, that will help them. I think that will help them a lot. You know, I, as you were talking there, it, you know, the salt seems to be so important. Is there any soap manufactured that has salt in it? Do you know? Because that would be uh, an easy. It's, it's kind of like drive-by transformation. You know, you get you get the benefit of the salt without really knowing, you know, why or that you're doing it. Just wondering if yeah. any any soap has salt in it. I've never well, you, thought of it. You know, uh, another technique because a lot of people take showers and aren't aren't really going to make do a bath as easily every day. You know, maybe it's right. a, you know kind of a once a week. They do have salt scrubs. You know, there's some that aren't aren't even energetically oh, charged. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. kind of like you could. And uh, you know, the technique there, people probably would know, is you kind of get under the shower, get wet, turn off the shower, then you put the salt scrub all over your body and kind of wait for a minute or two. And this is a pranic healing technique I learned. And then what you do is when the salt's on you and you're just kind of, no water's running, so it's kind of like clearing things, you do the invocation there. So you, you could say to the Divine Supreme God, to um, Archangel Raphael, I'll make it really simple, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Mikael, uh, please bring your divine healing energy down uh, to clear my seven subtle bodies. And then you might feel this energy come from above your head, you know, and you can actually bring it to every chakra if you wanted, you know, in that really short uh, time. You could say, like, the healing energy is coming down to my crown, my forehead, my ajna, cleansing those chakras down to my throat, my front and back heart, front and back solar plexus, cleansing and clearing, you know, any energies and uh, unwanted connections to my navel, uh, sacral, brood chakra, basic chakra, cleansing and energizing these chakras fully and completely. You know, so that maybe took 30 seconds, then maybe you just relax for 30 seconds and then turn on the shower and clear off. Um, just as I, I love what you asked, if there was salt in soap, what, a, what then uh, what it uh, made me think of is 
some uh, energy healers, uh, you know, have started companies like energy healing products. So I think if you search, you know, like salt sc- uh, scrub, you know, oh, uh, mm-hmm. like energy healing, you'll probably get uh, salt scrubs that aren't like, you know, they've been charged up. They've like probably has oils added to them. So you right. may find one that energetically tests well for you. And that would be kind of an added boost. Yeah, so, well, if any of you have any questions for Jean, please press star 2, and that will raise your hand, or you can submit them on the webcast also. Uh, Jean, do you have any process or anything that you'd like to share with people? Yeah, like uh, we can use this uh, mental health toolkit frequencies that are coming through, and maybe later on, I know there's a a special offer with that, which was kind of downloaded for uh, this talk. Uh, but, yeah, I think maybe people might enjoy and, and uh, also might have that. They can always go back to the recording and really focusing, you know, like on the, the mental, emotional aspects. And uh, this one kind of will work on uh, grief in particular. Uh, whether that's something you're working on is kind of tailor-made for that particular emotional pattern or state. But uh, any um, emotional or mental pattern that you're trying to balance, uh, you can make the intention that, Oh, this frequency work on that. Great. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. So people can just relax. And this is uh, formally called the Arcturian Mental Health Toolkit Frequencies for Grief. We're starting the session now, and we'll be doing three deepening cycles. For the most part, it's the frequencies come directly into your field from the Arcturian, so it's not really coming across through anything I'm saying or anything, any sound per se, physically. So I'm mostly silent while the frequencies are coming across, but You'll hear me speak just so that you know I'm still here every so often. But if you had a certain intention to clear, if it was around grief or any emotional, mental pattern you're wanting to balance and just let be, let go, you can state that silently now. Just recognizing it was a good lesson, a good learning. You no longer need that emotional state. It served you. And now the Arcturian frequencies are deepening their effect, going maybe more into the subconscious, even patterns that we weren't fully aware of, but that were running or dictating our life based on these intentions. 
We're entering a second deepening cycle with the frequency. Finally, we're going to the deepest release in this third cycle. And we're also bringing through a positive emotional pattern or state. Maybe you can think of a time that you were happy or fully at peace, in a balanced state, calm. Everything was okay, but is okay. The Arcturians are now imprinting that as a major pattern that guides you. Great, and that ends the energy portion of the session. You can gently but firmly come back to your physical body now, moving your fingers and toes, coming completely back to your physical body now. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. personal session with you and the Arcturians. <laughs> mm. 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 That really struck a chord. For those of you who don't know, my sister just passed away a few days ago, so this is uh, very, yeah. So, um, thank you, and I'm going to be sure to join you. Shall we do, we have a couple of Questions? Should we take questions or should we share your offering, which I'm excited about? Oh yeah, we could take some questions and then could you know come to the okay. offering in a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, then we are going to go to my old city, New York City. Last four digits four three two five. And hello, and what is your name, please? Hello, and thank you very much for taking my call. My name is Charlotte, and I live in New York, and hi, Jean. 
Um, hi. Hi. I've, I've been going through a really tough time emotionally. After COVID, I broke my back, and that's been recovering. Such a, there have been a lot of issues. Um, and then recently, a financial setback, which just has thrown me for a loop. And it, it created extreme depression because how much can one person pay? Um, and that's how I feel. And I was wondering if you could offer some help in the depression, helping me to um, have the um, perseverance and the courage to get a job. All of that would be, any of that would be very appreciated. Oh yes, yes. Thank you, thank you for sharing uh, this uh, intention. And yes, we'll we'll channel as you're talking. Uh, you know, some frequencies came to mind from the Arcturians. Uh, one is called the Arcturian Divine Fire, which is sort of the Arcturians and the uh, uh, solar logos, Christ consciousness energies together, and that okay. can help with the depression. And then okay. there's a series of Arcturian wealth frequencies which will channel. I'm sure many people would also benefit from that, and so we'll channel that too. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, great. And other people who are listening either to this live or recording will also be exposed to the frequencies, and you can set your own particular intention for them. Beautiful. So we're starting now first with the Arcturian Divine Fire Frequency. This is working at the physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine level. Thank you. Continuing to deepen the exposure to the Arcturian divine fire. Now we're channeling the Arcturian wealth frequency as a blast. There's nine wealth frequencies which are coming across. Bring health, happiness, abundance, prosperity.
that complete the energy session? Thank you very much. I feel some loosening of the um, depression, and I feel some breaking apart of the uh, wealth-related patterns. Oh, great, great. Yeah, and that'll continue, so uh, thanks for sharing that feedback. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, and people can come back fully back into their bodies. And uh, maybe there'll be uh, another call. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so out of it. I was talking to Charlotte, thanking her for coming on and asking the questions because I know I benefited from them. And I had muted myself because I didn't want all my sounds to come over. So thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> All right, now... Um, then but then he's are... able to get away with it on one end and no. then on the other end he... <laughs> Well, let's see. We're going to 9866, telephone number 9866. Hello, are you there, yeah, please? Hold on. Uh, yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we yes. are here. We can hear you, yes. What is your question for Jean, please? And what is your name, please? Uh, Mandolin. Madeline? Madeline. Okay. And what is your question for Jean, please? Yeah. Um, thank you for taking my call. I one, one thing that I have been really struggling with over the years is, you know, just kind of the same story as everybody else, just had a lot of losses over the last couple of years. And um, I went through... I guess what I could say is that I went through this process of, you know, and I'm going through this process of, you know, really deep into my spirituality and the deeper, deeper I go, it's like, it's like nonstop. And I know that I have to experience certain things, but the one thing I can't shake is as I feel so deep in my spirituality, like this world just seems so dull to me. And it's just like, like it doesn't matter. Like I, it feels like I can't. Like there's just no stimulation in this world, and it, it just kind of feels like I just have to cut. Like there's no sense of belonging. Like I just want to escape, you know. And it's like, it's like where do I go? Because no matter what, it's just so temporary that I just feel like it just feels dull to me. And I don't even know what environment or what kind of people to be around because I just feel like I'm kind of witnessing this world. But there's no sort of enjoyment or pleasure in it anymore. And I don't really know... I I don't even know how to describe it because it's like no matter what, I just ends up going to this feeling of feeling dull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, was there more there, or um, did you want me to comment? No, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, just mm-hmm. kind of summing it up, that's just how I, but, yeah, no, that's, that's about it. And I, I, and I want to snap out of it. I just, I just don't know how. And I'm, and I, I just pick up so much 
on an energetic level and and I know it's not all mine and I get these moments of clarity and then I feel energized but then it instantly is just like it's like this dichotomy. It's like it's either I'm feeling really good or it's just like man, this world is just there's just nothing stimulating it in it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, th- thank you for sharing your process. Um, I'll just say a couple words on that because it's such an important uh, point that I think people um, are experiencing or will experience on the spiritual path. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're headed in the right direction uh, when you go into very deep spiritual, mystical work uh, on yourself. Uh, in some, like in the Buddhist tradition, they call it renunciation. Uh, but what it really means is you come to a point, not only in that tradition, where you realize that the physical world and everything, like you said, you're seeing is limited. Uh, it, it, it's what actually makes you turn spiritually within to the very deep level. Uh, and then at some point when you get kind of on the back end of that, you know, just realize that that very depressing feeling like nothing is really kind of worth it anymore here. On the back end of that, you'll kind of go deeper into your who you are as a divine person and that radiance. And then from that radiance, you'll bring that back out into the world, uh, recognizing that, yes, it's very temporary. Uh, if I keep pursuing all these different things, they're really probably not going to really bring me lasting happiness, maybe some temporary, maybe some not even happiness. Uh, you know, that, that kind of the world suggests are, are very important to us. Uh, but you'll kind of bring your own radiance to the world and out into the world. So that's kind of maybe where the, you know, the things that will be, uh, coming. So to kind of have that, um, positive hope for, for where your development will go. Um, and then we can run some frequencies just to help you and maybe to, we'll do a very quick clearing of every seven subtle body of things that might be, you know, blocking your path or blocking your vision, uh, towards that kind of radiance. And I'm sure uh, other people will benefit from that. Does that sound good? Yeah. And I thank you because you hit the nail on the head. Like I keep on asking God, I just want to go live in an ashram. Like, that's that's the thing. I was like, I just want to go into renunciation. And God's like, no, that's not what you're here for. And I'm like, but that's the only place I feel comfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Mm. Thanks. thanks. (laughs) Okay, this, this frequency is called the Arcturian Time Initiation Frequency. It helps us to initiate into our kind of multi-dimensional um, consciousness with time, which is fluid, holistic, kind of like a circle or a sphere rather than a line, maybe even like a torus. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so we're going to start. So we're starting the Arcturian time initiation frequency. We're starting with the physical level, clearing any patterns on the physical level. Now we're clearing the etheric level. 
now the time initiation frequencies are clearing the emotional level. Now they're working on the mental level. Now the time initiation frequencies are clearing the karmic or causal body. Now they're clearing the spiritual or Akashic record body. Finally, we're clearing anything blocking us from recognizing our divine radiance or the divine, divine body. Great, and that completes the energy session. Okay. How are you feeling? I'm totally good. Thank you so much. No, 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 yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your question. <clears throat> mm, my. Okay, we're going to be going now to. Um, this is the offer, and I have to say something. That's um, when I looked at the, you know, we have this dashboard, and you see people where they're from and everything. I've just to tell. I think it's Kate. From Namibia, what a uh, what a uh, energetic happiness you sent my way when I saw Namibia because I've been there. I love Namibia. I love um, I just love it. It just made me very happy to see that someone from Namibia is on the call. So um, I love Swak uh, Swakamon. Oh, so I loved it. Thank you for for reminding me of the blessing I had of visiting Namibia. Have you ever been there, Jean? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's a beautiful country, beautiful country in uh, Western Africa. Yeah, down towards the south. Yeah, so so thank you for that. So now let's go to um, Jean's special offer. It's at jazzupyourlifewithjudy.com forward slash Jean and the number 22. And there you'll see the Arcturian Mental Health Toolkit. And you can see what he's going to be doing, which is really exciting. And I hope so many of you will take advantage of this. He's put a toolkit for dealing specifically with depression, anxiety, and grief. And this is going to be a live session on January 4th, 5th, and 6th. At um, at noon Pacific time, 
and it's going each day will be an hour and a half. And if you cannot come um, be with us live, they will be recorded so that you can you can still listen to them and really benefit from them. And you'll have them that you can listen to them over and over and over. So, Jean, could you please share what what the intention is behind this these three days? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, yes, these are live sessions, and like I mentioned, try to tune in to, um, you know, this uh, particular calls with, and uh, people who might be listening or uh, be touched by this and who might be benefiting uh, from that kind of the, the group field. So it's completely new, uh, and it would be, of course, new as we're u- uh, utilizing it and who sort of feels drawn to show up. And we're sort of making this uh, divine pillar, group pillar, that we connect with energetically, you know, to the divine, to people's spiritual guides, and of course, uh, in this case, the Arcturian consciousness and energy. So it's very synergistic because it's a, you know, uh, individual healing is powerful because it's directed just to one, you know, one person's energetic field. And then the benefit of the group field is, you know, it's sort of synergistic and cohesive mm-hmm. and it brings down even maybe perhaps more energy. Um, in that situation. So, and there's also a resonance, a positive resonance exchange that I was talking about earlier, this concept of resonance uh, between everyone and between the spiritual forces. Uh, the focus is on uh, mental health. Uh, that doesn't have to be your only focus if you just wanted to connect with the Arcturian healing frequencies and you may have your own uh, intention that may or may not sort of fall in that general category it may be some manifestation goal you want you kind of just want to be boosted with the energies uh, but there is maybe this sense that we can kind of start the new year and that's also kind of uh, it's happening uh, sort of placed right in the first uh, week of the new year to kind of uh, bring us through this sort of very positive um, glowing radiant state and a lot of spiritual traditions will do you know ritual practices to clear out kind of the old energies and bring in the new, uh, usually around January or February is when they'll do those types of things. So you could kind of consider this a type of um, practice like that. Uh, uh, like Judy was saying, they're about an hour and a half. We may go two hours each session. Uh, the real focus is the energy healing portion, which occurs in the beginning after the slight introduction about what we're doing. And then that's about 15 minutes. Then we take a break. Uh, just to integrate that. Then we come back and just really discuss the topic, discuss how you might use the uh, session recording and how you might uh, like these techniques I was sharing that we could go deeper into that could be utilized by yourself or shared with others uh, or shared with clients. Uh, so just briefly, the, the first session is really focusing on depression. Of course, that's a big part. Uh, sometimes in the allopathic kind of terminology, they may call it dysthymia. It's not even really a full depression. It may just be kind of a low energy feeling, like a blah feeling, or, or a full, you know, depression uh, that uh, maybe go, someone might be going through. It could be organic. It could be something, on, like I mentioned, this uh, mental, emotional, or higher level. And also, like what was presented by Madeline, uh, you know, those feelings could be part of the spiritual path and, uh, you know, something that we're working through as part of spiritual initiation. Uh, so that will be the first uh, session. Uh, the second session is, of course, um, these are all interrelated, but, you know, slightly different in some cases, uh, is anxiety. 
And like I mentioned, that big part of anxiety is an uneasiness without identifying the cause. Uh, so uh, many people might be experiencing that. There's kind of certain brain structures. I didn't mention in the first uh, session we'll also be working on brain structures, particularly neurotransmitter structures, but energetically, uh, like dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, like if people have ever uh, taken or heard of the SSRIs, those are the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Uh, but we're going to work on that energetically to balance those portions of the brain. Uh, so that back to the second session, there's certain things, brain structures involved with anxiety, like with the limbic system. Of course, that's involved with all mental, emotional processing uh, in the brain. Uh, the amygdala in particular, which is involved with fear processing, tends to maybe be sensitive or maybe even uh, overly active in anxiety. So we'll also be balancing that. Then finally, uh, the third session, the overall focus is on grief or loss. Of course, it's a natural part of life and uh, is also you know, part of the spiritual path, part of the spiritual initiation. Uh, but also, we may be experiencing that um, uh, just because of the processes that are occurring now on the planet. So we'll also be learning to clear those or having the energies and the assistance of the Arcturians and our guides uh, clear those patterns. And then, of course, in each of these sessions, install kind of like a balanced, uh, peaceful, uh, exuberant, uh, beneficial pattern. Uh, so it's usually a clearing in the beginning of the session and then uh, imprinting or of a positive or balanced emotional state. So, yes, uh, those will be very powerful. They're very appropriate, uh, not only for the timing, you know, you start off the year like that, but also just because so many people are going through things like Madeline and, and Charlotte that they really can use the extra support. And the synergistic effect, too, of having, you know, going through this with other people will be very powerful. I was so excited when I saw that Gene was going to be doing this because, you know, he's the brain experts <laughs> and the Arcturians are so effective and and his work is effective what can I say so that is um, for those three days and it's only $97 that's your investment for depression grief and anxiety to kick them where they need to be kicked so um, so you can get that for only $97 Give yourself, you know, an end-of-the-year gift, just a gift in general. So you can also go down here and, and uh, read some of the reviews that Gene uh, has gotten. But um, like one person says, I don't know how it works, but I know it does. And uh, I have had changed all of our lives tremendously. And radical changes are taking place in my life. And um, radical changes will take place if you are now going through depression, anxiety, or grief. Radical changes with this support from the Arcturians and Gene, that can really support you in having more radical good changes in your life. And um, another person says, ultimate attitude adjustment. So... Uh, so many. What, Jean, uh, now you, you've worked, probably worked with some of these things with um, people. What have been their results? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I do see, uh, you know, radical changes in people like fast, uh, quick changes. And uh, it really interacts with the person's life. The Arcturians, uh, I find, are very uh, elegant uh, healing uh, forces. You know, they don't try to disrupt, you know, maybe people have heard of uh, healing crises. Uh, sort of when you go to a healing, you kind of actually, it feels like you, you get you know, a little worse first and then get better. Uh, and uh, that may be because things are coming up to be released. I find the Arcturians are always elegant in that they're able to uh, bring the energies at the appropriate rate and uh, to allow that release without having to really kind of go through a major bump or uh, kind of uh, that crisis period. And I've found that even when I do self-healing uh, things, uh, that I didn't really even know um, would help me, uh, so I even call it creative, uh, actually were brought through uh, through the healing. And uh, so people really respond very well at the mental-emotional level to the Arcturian frequencies. And then some people take, uh, you know, even like to do more uh, uh, one-on-one sessions that occur over time, so they really kind of even develop into a higher uh, maybe a little bit what Madeline was referring to, like a more spiritual reason uh, and a spiritual path and development. So that, those are some of the things I found with, with the Arcturians in terms of mental, emotional health. Oh, great. So so do check that out. Again, it's at jazzupyourlifewithjudy.com forward slash gene and then number 22. And I think you'll all be, I sure hope Sharla and Madeline will be able to come get on this for us, um, for their, their, their health, their emotional and mental health. So that would be wonderful to have Charlotte, um, and Madeline. So, um, Jean, what else would you like to share about in, about the class, uh, or these different emotions and mental states and the Arcturians in general? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as we're working on ourselves, as we're kind of doing these types of calls, as people are working maybe in meditation groups or, you know, some of these, like this group healing, for example, the mental uh, Arcturian Mental Health Toolkit, what I found is, um, you know, it doesn't just, um, only affect, of course, ourselves, which is important. Uh, but there's a type of resonance that's going out, I think, onto the planet now. Uh, you know, as we um, connect to higher spiritual realities, spiritual beings, which you can see is not happening all over the world per se. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost open up a portal. You know, even like one person opens up a portal, but now if you think even like two, three, twenty, forty, uh, fifty hundred, however many people like are opening up a portal to these higher, um, higher vibrational realities, you know, like, like even on, like on this call, for example, we're all around the globe and that really does affect the rest of the collective and it sort of uh, brings in that light kind of very opposite to what I was talking about, this uh, accumulation of the astral gunk. It's, it's the right. opposite. Uh, we're mm-hmm. kind of bringing in a fresh, uh, it's almost like turning on a water, um, like a big um, a waterfall uh, that may be bathing us, but we don't see that it's actually, you know, bathing our, it's like the water is going out to the entire astral environment. So I think as we go now, and people have been doing this, you know, in the last years and, you know, for decades and, and lifetimes, but in particular, it's much more conscious now. 
we have technology that can connect us all around the world, which you know may not have been, of course, in place even 10 years ago. And so I think by making that conscious with our very advanced energy models that people on the call, and I didn't really refer to that. I was talking about very basic things. This is kind of more an advanced idea. Um, we really are bring uh, can make massive change um, with kind of the new multi-dimensional techniques and these mm-hmm. gatherings that we're doing. That would be wonderful. Yes, so that as we take this class with Jean, we'll all be not only serving ourselves but others, so many others, especially in your immediate environment. But also, it's just cleaning out the gunk <laughs> which would really be great so and you know we're we're from all over the country so i really do hope a lot of you will take advantage of this for yourself and for your you know for your country your state your city wherever so i really do hope a lot of you will come on um on this call it's only investment of 97 dollars which is, you know, you're worth it, and um, it will be great. If you've never had anything with Jean before, <laughs> you're in for a real treat. So I really encourage you to, to participate in this. So, Jean, again, thank you, thank you. I am bowing my head down. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you so very much, Jean. Really have appreciated your coming on the show and, and sharing what a what a wonderful offering to the Jazz Up community. So thank you so very, very much, Jean. And to all of you who are listening in today, thank you for taking time to do something good for yourselves. I really appreciate it. You are so loved and appreciated that uh, you are the reason that Jean and I can do the work that we love. So until the next time, remember, spread the love that you are. Just be that love. Come join Jean and Judy in February.